0: What's going on, Whisper Nation? You are watching the News and Nuggets Week 1 Buy or Sell episode on September 10th. Let's get to it. Let's go. Right here. Big Travy, Johnny Game Time Hicks. Great to see you two. Uh, Of course, you have Big Travy available on Twitter at TFW. Trying to do the...
1: Trying to do the Austin thing where I point to my tag here. Yeah, uh, I, yeah they're
0: good at it by the end of the season.
1: I know. Here. Well, you I you're know. good. I just flipping. I don't know where I am. Uh, I could really. I
2: could I could really mix. It. Yeah, mess you guys up by like switching, switching your cameras around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's. Dude, it gets you get uh, you tricky, and it's
0: like left or right. It's the wrong side. Yeah. Travis, speaking yeah. of the wrong side, I think you were kind of on the right side of a lot of the fantasy calls that you made earlier on in the season, at least on our league of record. I saw you benefiting from Antonio Brown and I'm... Amari Cooper. How'd that feel?
1: I am. Well, it felt great. I won't lie to you, but I am going to go ahead and temper expectations and temper all how good I feel because it is the first game of the year. And, you know, part of me not really accepting love and, and uh, you know, success for myself as a, as a trauma trait <laughs> is not letting me have this success come in right now. So uh, that's twofold either, either way. I do. I love that Cooper was the focal point in of this offense, 16 targets, just amazing last night. I love that AB was a, you know, kind of a last second Thursday night, thirst call for me over obj um and and, in some other leagues that i was in you know i debated with johnny you know all off season i told johnny about ab and now he's trying to claim that i stole him from him no no that's (laughs) no to give give game time credit ab was his call this offseason i just has been on
0: ab's side years i made i tried to make a bet with him by how few games he would play and johnny thankfully did not take that bet but he's been on the ab train way before like right when the crazy started entering the mix never phased johnny
2: I also told Travis yesterday, I was like, because he he was like, dude, I'm starting to get the Thursday thirst. And I was like, go into it. Drink it up, dude. Put in A.B. <laughs> because you he's going to go off. And, yeah, I played A.B. everywhere I could. Had some Tom Brady shares. That was exciting. It was great. It was great that uh, no Mike Evans targets. Like, I, I apologize if you have Mike Evans, but when you're going against him and you have Tom Brady – it's it couldn't have been better.
0: Yeah, loving that, right? I and get to enjoy. I know in our league of record, Johnny, you've got TB12 and the listener league. I am also enjoying some Tom Brady action. Um Thanks easy daddy for being my opponent this week and not having Tom Brady on your team.
2: <laughs> yeah. That listener league, we picked up Greg. The leg didn't look so good at, at, at the he start, salvaged, but he salvaged. Yeah, he salvaged it. Uh, yeah. He salvaged it.
0: Yeah. But he's going to salvage man. his role on the team.
2: Uh, Maybe. We'll I
0: don't know. We might
2: cut oh, him. I don't know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's take a look at some of the other players from last night's game. Let us know how it impacted you. Let us know what you're thinking. We're going to run through. I played against Mike Evans, so sweet. I didn't yeah. draft Mike Evans. Isn't it funny how you root against guys you almost drafted, but yeah? Decided Yo, not yeah. to? And then you want to feel get good. That comp- it does, dude. It's so bad. I'm like literally rooting against Mike Evans because I passed on him. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's anyway, cold blooded. It's Cold blooded. Cold blooded for real. So on the Cowboys side, let's start here. We've got a ton of action we saw coming out, and Amari Cooper, CD Lamb. We'll start there. Uh, CD Lamb looked to be the go to to get it go to get it started off, but then Amari Cooper showed that he's the veteran, he's the one with the experience, right? Big Travy, is that what you saw as well as Amari Cooper then went to dominate uh, the overall game as well as lead and snap percentage and looked to be that number one, even if they might have wanted CD to be it was Amari Cooper.
1: Yeah, this may be a knee jerk reaction, but it did seem like the Cowboys went to Cooper when they needed something. You know, like yeah. when they needed it, when they absolutely needed it, they went to Cooper. I think about when they were backed up up against the goal line in that first series and they went to Cooper on the big play. And then when they wanted splash plays and they wanted to kind of take advantage of, of, of having the game in their hand and the game script in their hand, they went to CD lamb. Unfortunately for CD lamb uh, had a little bit of the dropsies, a little bit of uh, that situation last night, but I do like uh, what I see out of CD lamb, a lot of burst, a lot of be able to beat his man. I mean, that's a good secondary that uh, they went up against in Tampa Bay and both those wide receivers had their way with it's just cd couldn't come down with a couple
0: things yeah they did have their way with it and you got to give a lot of credit over here to Dak prescott right john i thought he looked really good like
2: really good yeah i have to say he he definitely answered and, and quieted down all the doubts uh that i had that a lot of people had coming into the season on whether or not he was going to be ready we saw him take a couple of rushing attempts which was nice to see right that was the big concern for me was will he be hesitant to go after some of those rushing yards because of that ankle, he looks to be good. I And and he's looking, I know it's early. I know we don't want to take like victory laps or anything like that or say what's going to happen the rest of the season because there's a long season ahead of us. But Dak is looking like he, he might be another steal where you got him because he looks to be back on the same pace he was last year. And that pace was for over 6,000 yards. And in game yep. one
0: against an extremely formidable Bucks defense, dude, top 400 yards.
1: Yeah, and they did it in the most
0: Dallas well. way possible. They lost in the end. They kept it going, kept chucking the rock. And Travis, though, I'm going to be a little cruel on this one. They were chucking the rock. They weren't running it that much. And when mm, they nah. did, there were some question marks. We talked about Tony Pollard a little bit of, of what he could be doing, entering the mix a little bit more. I know you took Zeke in our league of record. I wanted to get your honest take as an, an- analyst as well as a fantasy football fan. What did you think about the rush game in Dallas last night?
1: Oh, not just our league of record, Austin. I am heavily invested in Zeke across the board, so I was definitely very nervous uh, seeing get, uh, Zeke get stuff, but I wanted to calm everybody down the way I calmed myself down. Look, this was in a this was a game where we knew they were coming in against one of the best rush defenses and basically McCarthy, like I don't like to give a lot of credit to Mark, Mike McCarthy, former Packers fan here, or uh, Packers fan, former coach of the Packers, but I think he had an attack against Tampa Bay and it worked. He said, I'm going to go after the secondary. I'm going to get to my weapons in the wide receivers and that's how I'm going to go after him there's plenty of better days to come for Zeke he's still going to be good I I just did like that I see a lot more burst out of him last night he looked like he was actually motivated um it was just a poor performance because that they had a way that they wanted to attack Tampa Bay and they implemented it
0: yeah there it is and Johnny on the other side of the ball with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I know you've been a huge supporter of Tom Brady. How did you feel watching TB12 do his thing, as well as then with some of those pass catchers, Antonio Brown? We talked a little bit about Mike Evans. Chris Godwin made a play. He also made another play on the wrong side of it with the fumble. What did you think about the passing attack in Tampa Bay, Johnny?
2: Uh, I was really impressed. I do think that this is what it's going to be relying on all, all season long. I've been steadfast in this, that I do think that Tom Brady is trying to go for records this year. What else does he have to prove? I mean, Sure. Yes, put another ring on his finger. Uh, he's definitely always going for that. But I do think it's starting to get to where he wants to do some personal things. And so what does that bode? You know, a lot of passing game action. I do believe that this is kind of a buy low opportunity for Mike Evans. I know yeah. he had a really bad game. Uh, again, I said at the top show, I was pretty grateful for that. Uh, but... Um, I do think that there are better days ahead. This is just kind of how Mike Evans operates. This is not unusual for him. He will still be around. He'll still be a thousand-yard receiver. So if you can go and try to get him now, you know I'm not the biggest fan of of Mike Evans coming into the season. I do think he could end up being, you know, the the lowest man on that total and pull of the top three guys. But he's still going to have a lot of value, and it might not get lower than what he's seen uh, this week because we know that Bruce Arians loves to get uh, Mike Evans the ball. And Mike Evans is a special player, right? And if
0: you go back to last yeah. year, Johnny, he did have games where he did not do you any favors. Yeah. Week 6, one catch for 10 yards. The next this, week, two catches for 37 yards. He still finished as the wide receiver, number 8 in standard.
2: Yeah, it's, it's par course for Mike Evans for him to have these kind of real – stinky games, these steady duds, you know. So like I said, I would actually go and try to use this and and try to get them on the cheap.
0: Yeah. So last question here about the Bucks. How are we feeling on the running game right now? We saw Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones involved. Giovanni Bernard didn't do a lot of work. Like we said, he's not gonna be fantasy relevant, but he's probably gonna be fantasy impactful. I like the line that Chris Collinsworth had when Giovanni Bernard caught that pass in the second half, saying Giovanni Bernard just earned his entire salary on that play. It was a critical play. And I don't think any of the other halfbacks could have done what he did. The rest of the rushing game, though, I don't know if they're celebrating as much of what they walked away with. What do you think, Johnny? What do you think, Travis?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was most of what we thought it could be a mess. You know, I yeah. thought it, we we saw early they wanted to go to Ronald Jones, and then he screwed up and they went to Fournette. And then he wasn't, you know, he wasn't as overwhelming as as we thought he might be. And then, You know, Giovanni Bernard's going to do what he's going to do. But like this offense just has so many weapons ahead of those backs that I don't know that they're going to need to do anything with those backs unless they absolutely have to get them in a really tough defensive matchup where they've got or, uh, you know, where they want to control the clock or something. Maybe then we've got something. But man, right now, Brady and this this bunch look online in the passing game. And I guess a matchup against. Uh, Dallas will do that for you. Um, It did that for a lot of guys last year. So we'll kind of see the litmus test is out there. I do want to make a quick note on Gronk. Uh, We talked about this Mm -hmm. on the matchup show and we talked about how, you know, in the last 11 games, he scored seven touchdowns. He scored two more last night and really just looked like a guy that they were looking for, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or Brady looks for. So, uh, I just think there's a possibility that Gronk is a tight end one, you know, and he was being drafted as such, and we've been kind of sleeping on him. But last year, maybe he started slow coming back in from not being in football for a while. Yeah, it feels weird yeah. to say that Tom Brady has a safety blanket. I
2: know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, he's got a lot of them, too. I do want to I do want to know that this is this is kind of funny. Uh, Bucks head coach Bruce Arian said running back Ronald Jones, quote unquote, struggled mentally to quote unquote get over his lost fumble Thursday night against Dallas and it's like uh you never gave him another opportunity like you just and, and it made sense, right he fumbled and you get you have Ronald Jones that's why you have two solid running backs but yeah, it was uh it was definitely I thought that quote was funny.
0: Yeah, that one was really funny. Uh, so we're not betting on any of the running backs heavily just yet. But if you do have an inkling for betting, I'd recommend you do underdog. Isn't that right, Travis?
1: That's right. Let's tell. let us let Whisper Nation know about underdog. In fact, uh, Johnny and I got in on a bet together last night. We didn't hit quite hit, but underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. They have player prop bets like over, under on touchdowns, receiving yardage, rushing totals and more. Uh, they also have over, under on your fantasy points for players too, so you can bet between two guys and, and what fantasy point totals they'll be doing. We're going to be helping you build fantasy bets each week we'll start that next week on the after uh the the behind the scenes of this show exactly we'll be doing that you know building on underdog but if you go to underdogfantasy.com download the app they're going to give you $25 when you use the promo code tfw that's underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the promo code tfw for 25 bucks of free money. You only have a few more days to do that. On on September 13th they're going to switch that. They're only going to give you a $10 free prize. So go to the go to underdogfantasy.com. Download the app, use TFW and get $25 today. There it is.
0: Yeah. And Whisper Nation, want to give you guys a shout out. It's so great to have you in here. Uh, we've got some questions yeah. coming in. We're going to be working through a lot of these ones. Um, as well, but we're also going to be working through our news and notes. So it's so good to have you with us, Mr. Miyagi, Cas Pajamas, Corey joining the show. What's going on, y'all? It's great to have you in here.
1: Big news,
2: Johnny. Gus Edwards. Oh, yeah. The guy on the thumbnail. This was horrible. The guy on the thumbnail. You jinxed him. You put thumbnail. him on the thumbnail, dude. Well, no, well, no, I put him on this thumbnail of this show. But uh, yeah, we found this out yesterday. And it, I, I still at my heart hurts. There wasn't I, I just genuinely rooted for the guy. I wanted him to succeed. Yeah. I was so excited for his opportunity to really showcase exactly what he could do. And then we got the news about the uh, ACL injury. And uh, now he's out for the season. Terrible, terrible news. Poor Gus. Hey, one thing I will say, at least he got paid already. All right. Let's say at least he got paid. So I'm, I'm happy for that. Yeah, that is something. So what does this mean for fantasy? Um, well, one, uh, you have T- uh, Tyson Williams. Uh, we both think or we all think that he is going to be the guy that they're going to mostly roll with, uh, especially here in the early uh, stages of the, uh, the first few weeks of the season, because he knows the playbook the best and uh, we're going to talk about some of the guys that they also added because they're just – I mean, I think Big Travi also got a call uh, from Baltimore last night, uh, Area Code. I think that they were trying to get him to try out uh, to go on the practice squad for Baltimore because they need running backs. They need them. How do you
0: think it's going to work out? Mr. Miyagi thinks Murray is the guy for the year. They just brought him on board. Le'Veon Bell obviously just got signed. Tyson Williams was the man already involved.
1: Yeah, I think that's the guy we talked about on the matchup show a little bit, Austin. And I think that's the guy I'm interested in. He's got the pass-catching repertoire. He's a guy that Lamar Jackson was talking about prior to the season even starting. And that's when they had, you know, a J.K. Dobbins and a Gus Edwards. He was still talking them up. And then when J.K. went down, he asked him who's the next man up for this squad outside of Gus Edwards. And he said Tyson Williams. So Mm -hmm. we've got a situation where... This team believes in him. And I know that you would say, Well, why are they making all these these moves if they don't believe in him? Uh, they have to make these moves for depth. Like this has to happen for them. They have to go pick up and re have, you know, replenish the cupboard because it's bare right now from all these running backs that are falling like flies. So I think it's a situation for me. You know, you looked at Harbaugh saying today that he's still, you know, Le'Veon Bell's still trying to get his legs under him. I mean, he's just, you know, Harbaugh's looking for a running back that has legs
2: at this point that they can put out <laughs> there and, and run the ball. <laughs>
0: And keeps them d- right. What's in the water in Baltimore?
2: Oh yeah, oh. I know that's terrible. I do think uh, if I had to bet on one guy, though, of these guys that they're potential or that they're signing now, I do think Murray is probably going to be the guy uh over Freeman and over Le'Veon. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm rooting for for Williams now. <laughs> yeah, Looks like a cats drafted gus in two leagues man heart uh, to you yeah, yeah.
1: we're in those he was leagues. such a great T- value t's and P's with... up to you man t's and p's that's prayers nah. yeah all
0: <laughs> yeah. the... uh, right that's it's super. a long season stick with us all season if you haven't liked yeah. and subscribed already we will help you through this adversity it is a game of attrition it always is and we'll help you get ready for the next man up next man up over in baltimore excuse me not baltimore buffalo Johnny, where Bills head coach Sean McDermott said wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders' foot is questionable for week one against the Steelers. We got Gabe Davis over there as well. Uh, How are you seeing the passing attack over there in Buffalo right now with this news?
2: Yeah, this is definitely something to monitor because with if Emmanuel Sanders is sidelined then then let's root up let's let's get Davis. Uh there was a lot of uh you know hype around Davis, Gabriel Davis this off season. We'll get to see him in that third spot where a lot of people think he should be. There was a definite chemistry between Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis especially on the deep route. So, uh there is a lot of upside in that. I don't necessarily Here's the thing. I don't know if I would necessarily play them unless it is like a DFS play, mm-hmm. but it is something to note because if this does linger, then you could see a you know, you could get a little sample of what it could be this weekend between the two. And then it could also be one of those waiver wire gems or guys that you picked up way late in your draft as the dart throw that actually does have some some really good upside because they are going to throw the ball a lot in, uh in Buffalo.
0: Yeah, and speaking of upside, a lot of people think Darnell Mooney has some wide receiver in Chicago, Travis. He is limited, though, dealing with a back injury. This is news from Thursday's practice. We have yet to hear any concern about that week one status, but it doesn't make you feel good coming into week one with a new injury, right?
1: Yeah, look at Darnell Mooney's just been dying to get on the field. Everybody on the internet been dying to get him on the field. They want this to happen. I think he saw this matchup against the Rams and said, Hey, I need to hang on just a second. I don't <laughs> want to come out and ruin my shot to break out against the Rams secondary here. No, uh, all kidding aside, we don't we weren't gonna start Mooney anyways. This is something to monitor if he's one of your stashes or if he's one of your guys, you know, with upside that you like throughout this year we obviously know Dalton starting this week anyways that was an issue for Mooney before with Mitch Trubisky and Foles is that these quarterbacks couldn't hit him consistently so we want to wait until Fields gets in there who can drop a couple dimes in on him Um, and so stash him I wouldn't be dropping him if you were already stashing him unless something you know really big comes up for you like the league winning running back uh, types but yeah for me I think uh, we're just monitoring this closely he's not he's definitely wasn't somebody we're looking at this week
0: yeah, and speaking of looking at this week, we're going to get some news that's coming up as we're on this live recording right, right now. So, Whisper Nation, hit us with those live news, right? We're over here. We're going to catch some of it as it comes in. But if you guys catch anything that's that's updating, would love to know about this just like we got the information there from – look at how long this buildup is so I don't miss any time. Casper Pajama is <laughs> letting us know going back to the Dallas side. We failed to mention this one. I think it's an important bit of information. Yep. Michael Gallup's out three to five weeks.
2: Yeah, that just – yeah, that came out right before we went live, actually. Yeah, I, I yeah. Could see that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely – that's news for – that's good thumbs up for sure for Gallup and Lamb, and now you'll for see – Cooper and Lamb, yeah. Or, yeah, what did I just say, Gallup? Gallup and Lamb, that, yeah. Yeah, not good news for him. <laughs> it's not an up arrow for Gallup for sure. Be interesting to see
1: if this boosts Dalton Schultz at all. Um, you know, it's a guy we've been trying to see as a, maybe a breakout. We've seen Dak in the past use his tight ends, but maybe that was because he didn't have the plethora of weapons at wide receiver. So, um, yeah, just, you know, something to look at. Um, I think Cooper and CeeDee Lamb were already in line for really good weeks, but this could only help having to keep them on the field even more.
2: Also, Cedric Wilson now becomes an interesting name. Deeper league, yeah. Yeah, deeper, name, deeper league name.
0: Travis, I like the Dalton Schultz shout out
1: there. Six of six. 45
0: yards right first game
2: of the season yeah
0: but
1: that's six targets that's pretty good for a tight end we like that usage yeah
0: taking that i'm enjoying that one sprinkling a couple of touchdowns here and there for sure all right moving on to the cincinnati Bengals, johnny where joe mixon we like joe mixon right now he was the uh non-official mvp of the Bengals training camp fire him up week one
2: yeah i'm firing him up if i if i've got him i i do think that (sighs) Some people are, are sleeping on Joe. I do think they'll use him a little bit more early on in the season. So, yeah, if you've got him, fire him up. And we, and we, ho- we had a Coach on here as well who was also top, talking up Joe Mixon, Coach Hugh Jackson.
0: Coach Hugh Jackson, big Joe Mixon fan, as are we. I hope you are too. I'm excited to see what he's going to do week one in Cincinnati. Big Trabby sticking in the Midwest, wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, has not been confirmed. If he's going to play in week one, Uh, Kevin Stefanski said, well, let you know, 90 minutes before the game um, when asked about the return, you feel if he starts, are you starting him? Where are you sitting right now with this news on OBJ?
1: It'll Depend on your options. So just, you know, uh, for clarity here, I did bench uh, OBJ for AB. So that was something with upside that I trusted the quarterback situation. I trusted the offense a little bit more. I trusted the matchup a little bit more. So that's kind of your litmus test, your gauge on where you would be benching OBJ. I do think, you know, initially when this – a uh, headline came up that's like, Oh, OBJ not confirmed to start. Oh my God. But then when you read what Stefanski said, he said, no, we'll let you know 90 minutes before it sounds like a guy who was kind of annoyed with the media and like, Hey, I'll yeah. let you know when I want to let you know, like it, we set the terms here as the team. We'll tell you, you know, they write the book around here kind of thing. So that's where I'm at with, you know, I don't know that OBJ is that big of a deal. He's had a long time to recover. He's posted a lot of videos that he's good. I I don't want to cause too much panic here, but if you're, you know, you just want to see it first, then I don't mind you switching for a higher upside wide receiver this week.
0: And you did that with Antonio Brown, and it ended up working out. So (laughs) woohoo!
1: We'll we'll tug the choo-choo train here. That's uh...
0: speaking of (laughs) woohoo's. Noah Fant was upgraded to full for Thursday's practice. Johnny, how are you like him in Denver
1: this
2: this season and winning Week One? I don't, I don't really, I'm not a fan of Fant this year. I do think that with Teddy B coming in, Teddy B does not really funnel targets to the tight end very often. And so I do think this will cut into Noah Fant's target share. And there's a lot more targets to, you know, there's, you know, KJ Hamler, you got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Now it's not like it was set up a couple of years ago for Fant to really break out. So uh, to me, yes, it's, it is good to see that he's about to play, but again, I, I wouldn't be quick to get him in my lineup.
0: You mentioned those three wide receivers, the last of which was Cortland Sutton. Travis, who head coach Vic Pangino said has turned a corner and looked great. You mentioned this earlier. How are you feeling about Cortland Sutton? I know we love Jerry Judy. Does amazing work. Cortland Sutton a bit slept on after that ACL tear. He has turned a corner. Is this a viable start this week?
1: Yeah, and then I just got the update a little bit ago that he's good to go. So he's cleared and, and ready to rock and roll for this week. So we like that. Um, I don't know. Based on where you had to get him, I think he's one of those guys that's on the fringe of start worthy this week. Mm-hmm. I do want to see him, like, whereas I'm confident in starting Judy because I just think he's ready to take this role. Plus, he has a summer. A whole summer with new quarterback Teddy Bridgewater that you know beat writers couldn't stop writing about. They loved the connection they had. So I'm benching, you know, if we're talking about those two, I'm benching Cortland Sutton for Jerry Judy. Um, but there's other ones around that that frame. I'd be interested in looking at other wide receivers in that range before Cortland Sutton. Once again, kind of like OBJ, want to see it yeah. first. I want to see yeah. that happen first.
0: Speaking of waiting and seeing I'm kind of feeling the same way about Detroit tight end TJ Hawkinson Johnny like I, I really like him you know I picked him up in our league of record I've been a big TJ Hawkinson fan for a long time coming off the shoulder injury and we know he's got a really difficult tight end schedule playing on a really bad offense we presume but it's still TJ Hawkinson right and I know you had him graded pretty high how are you feeling about TJ Hawkinson specifically this week.
2: Not the greatest matchup against the 49ers. We know the 49ers defense is really good, but you're starting him If there's a target, especially with, well, we do know DeAndre Swift is a full go, full go or, or reported full go. But I expect DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson to be the main two targets in this game. I do expect them to be coming from behind. So I I, I still throw him in my lineup. I still think he's going to be one of the better tight ends, especially if you're in a PPR league. I think you'll be completely fine.
0: Travis moving over to the excuse me the Cleveland not the Cleveland the Indianapolis Colts Carson Wentz there's going to be their starting quarterback boy. for week 1 yeah right I mean I don't know if we had any real concern but now it's confirmed that he's going to be back I want to know what you think Travi, about Carson Wentz week 1 and the impact that this is going to have on those pass catchers Paris Campbell um Michael Pittman uh possibly Mo, Mo uh, Ali Cox we talked about him fan uh, fan of him Big Mo season.
1: Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I, I a yeah I 100 percent agree with uh, you, Austin. I'm looking at all these things, but the big ones I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor's usage in the passing game, if he's going to be, you know, if Wentz is going to be able to do what Phillip rivers did and dump off a lot to these backs and, and, and see what he'll be as a pass catcher. And then you said it Austin. Michael Pittman jr. Is the one because his play style, his body type, his alpha, you know, potential uh is something that lines up pretty well with Carson Wentz so I'm interested to see how that connection is going because remember Wentz missed 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 a bunch of time with that with the COVID and with his foot man I'm stuttering all over the place I'm excited about this offense excited about week one of football but uh yeah definitely going to be looking at what Wentz does here with this offense and see if we can get to the level uh you know I don't think he's ever going to be back to that MVP level. I'll be honest, but I think there's something that we can do. We could do better than Phillip rivers last year, which would be nice for the weapons that are in this offense. So
0: I think so. And speaking of those weapons, Paris Campbell's been a hot item for a while coming out of college. He's got that explosive ability to him. He's never stayed healthy. And today is really no exception, Johnny. He is dealing with an Achilles, but he was upgraded to full for Thursday's practice. When I hear someone's dealing with an Achilles, but they're going to go play, my mind goes right to Kevin Durant in the finals, where he then stressed it again. You called it, Johnny. I remember that when he was dealing with the calf injury. And you're like, dude, if they play Kevin Durant, he's going to tear his Achilles. And he did exactly that. I'm not a doctor, but I hear this Achilles injury, and he's still out there playing on it. This doesn't seem like a black and white kind of situation.
2: Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Uh, I ne- Like you said, we don't like to look for injuries because injuries will find us. Uh, so I didn't like this news coming out. I really like Paris Campbell. I do think that he could be, you know, barring health, the best wide receiver they've got there. But again, yeah, don't throw him in your lineup. Uh, it is a big concern if he's dealing with this. And and who knows to the extent, right? It could be precautionary. Uh, but yeah, you definitely don't like to see a guy who's coming off of, you know, a knee surgery. And then now he's complaining about something else uh, in, in his, in his legs. So yeah, unfortunately, this is bad news. And I don't know if I'd keep him on my roster. If you need that spot, yeah. I'm okay letting him go but yeah there is upside if he can stay healthy though he never has yet yeah
1: i'm out of here whisper nation just wanted to say goodbye to you guys love you guys austin johnny you guys uh have a good show and peace out whisper nation good luck this week i'll see you guys next week
0: Trav, you gonna hit the thumbs up on your way out
1: oh you yeah. know it baby hit whisper it up. Nation, you- yeah
0: Follow Travis lead on that one. If you haven't already hit the thumbs up, we would be so honored if you'd consider giving us that thumbs up and a like or a subscribe along the way, allowing us to continue doing what we love doing so much and connecting with other fantasy football fanatics in the world, like Mr. Miyagi over here. Johnny, Who asks, mm-hmm. would you start Swift over Eckler
2: or Montgomery? This is a good sweat segue into make sure you tune in on Sunday morning and we were <laughs> doing a live 90 minutes before kickoff because we'll have the most up-to-date uh, information so we can get this answer correct for you as of right now because of the concerns with Austin Echo now he did practice today I would like to look into that and see what kind of it was a limited practice or whatnot um, and if he is if he's a if he's a full go, which we should have a better indication by Sunday. If he's a full go, I'm going Austin Eckler. He's got a little bit better of a matchup, and I do think he has got a safer floor. Um, but if there are some question marks, if he's like questionable coming into Sunday, and uh, you know, and and there are going to be more reports out on it, then I would probably gear more towards DeAndre Swift, knowing that now that uh, that kind of leash has been. Unleashed, you know he's been cleared to go uh, full go for DeAndre Swift. So that's what I would kind of go in that direction. And Mr Miyagi will be Monty. on there on.
0: Yeah, he's going to be on on yeah. Sunday to catch that updated Appreciate news. You. So Whisper Nation, jump along on that one. It's going to be a good time. But this is a question that Rendon needs answered. Drop Latavius Murray for Will Fuller on waivers. We're talking PPR.
2: So it it would depend on who you. If you need running backs, then like you only have like two running backs, then I would probably try to go with the dice roll with Latavius Murray. But I do believe Will Fuller, I would go and pick him up, especially in a PPR league, uh, because even if Latavius Murray does um, presume this role, I don't see him getting a lot of pass work in it. So uh, I would say I would do that. I would go and pick up Will Fuller if he's on your PPR or on your waiver wire.
0: Right, Johnny, who's more likely to have uh, any games of 20 plus points?
2: Latavius Murray. Right, it's, it's going to be Will Fuller. He's and in a more explosive of offense. He could be the number one as well. So He's a more explosive yeah. player. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, all that good younger,
2: stuff. Working. Younger,
0: younger. <laughs> all that stuff. Speaking of explosive, the Kansas City Chiefs have been known to have a pretty darn explosive offense. Yeah. Is it going to get slowed down at all, though, because of the Nicole Hardman oblique injury? He's been upgraded to full but oblique's are they're kind of a lingering thing or they can last for like a month man what do you think about this news on Michael Hardman and the and the rest of the Chiefs offense impacted by
2: it's really good that he's returning to practice today, especially because it says full practice. So I don't have too many concerns for yeah. his go on uh, for this Sunday. And like I said, if you need a upside swing, uh, you know, maybe you played against a CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper last, last night and you need a more higher upside ceiling guy. I do yeah. think Meikle Hardman is, is a good play then in that case because I do think he's going to catch at least one long bomb for you.
0: Yeah, he's got a real good shot at that. Yeah. Clyde Everde has got a real good shot at playing this week after this practicing news. in full. It looks like that ankle injury was legit non a high ankle. We'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, they get cute with these types of injury designations all the time, <sighs> but it looks like he's going to get rolled out. I'm really sitting on a ledge with CEH, man. Like, I think he could break through. I think they could also go committee approach on this one. Hated the injury news, but loving this report, this update. Where are you currently at on CEH, Johnny, in week one?
2: If you've got him, depending on who else you have on your roster, I'm probably rolling him out there because I do think uh, this is, he will be utilized in this game. It is interesting and will be interesting to watch how he does and how he reacts on that ankle If it is a high ankle sprain, that is not good news. So uh, I would also, you know, like Austin said, watch the usage on how they use guy. I do think that Jarrett McKinnon is going to be more involved than people realize. Uh, And I do think that, you know, this is not just going to be the CEH show this year, like a lot of people do predict. I do think this is going to be somewhat of a three-headed RBBC, but people aren't going to want to call it that. Uh, But I do see it heading in that direction, especially with CEH coming in with this injury.
0: Yeah, CEH, the first running back off the board, who's looking like he's in more of a committee, sounds a lot like fellow first overall selected running back Josh Jacobs, who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders, who's got a toe injury. He returned to practice on Thursday. He was officially limited, though. Mm We know about Kenyon Drake. We know a lot about the different movement going on in the Raiders uh, offense. This doesn't does – This. does I know you've been back and forth on Josh Jacobs quite a bit. Mm-hmm. How does this news impact your viability ranking on Josh Jacobs, specifically week
2: one? It, it downgrades him a little bit because of the limited action on a Thursday. You don't really like to see that, right, especially coming into week one. I said we have a matchup show that we do for our Patreon where we break down every single matchup. And in this matchup, I talked about how I do expect Josh Jacobs to get the bulk load of the carries. I do expect him to get the goal line. However, and I and I would play him this weekend. However, if... He is limited and they give a bigger role to Drake or is he if he's ruled out, Drake becomes an immediate start for me already. I already thought he was going to be a flex play for me, uh, but he would definitely become a starting option week one if josh jacobs is you know reported out on sunday morning which is why it's always vital we love this we love doing this show and we give as much information as we possibly can right now but it's still a little bit of speculation and uh we more and more information tends to come out over the weekend and we can give you the best up-to-date on sunday mornings follow uh, that show
0: hour and a half before kickoff
2: yes hour and a half before kickoff. hour and a half
0: go ahead and like and subscribe on YouTube. And if you hit the bell, you'll be automatically notified when that comes your way. We'll be getting to all of the start-sit questions during then. We'll get to some of them here in this episode, Mm -hmm. but we don't want to give you incomplete information. We don't want to have you make a decision when you still have time available. So for those start-sit questions, best be served asking us on Sunday. But, Mm -hmm. Johnny, we do have some questions from Whisper Nation coming in about drops after that Thursday performance. Trey wants to know if you should drop Pollard, or Murray, I
2: guess he's, Oh, oh excuse me. Or, or, four. Or four. Came in.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, should I drop Pollard for Murray?
2: I would not, I would not I drop either. Pollard. Uh, I do think that Pollard is one of the most vital handcuffs you can possibly have. Obviously we saw him do fairly well last night compared to Zeke. Uh, and I do think that that's going to be a very similar workload that will, that we should see. But we also know that Tampa Bay, uh, it, they were they were not going and attacking Tampa Bay's front front four, front seven. And so there will be better days ahead for Tony Pollard, but I would not drop Tony Pollard because he's one of the most valuable handcuffs you can have.
0: Yeah, and the upside, given if anything did happen, best case scenario for both halfbacks, Tony Pollard is the one who's going to carry your fantasy team further mm. than Latavius Murray. So if it's equal for both to hit their ceiling, you go with the guy with the higher ceiling, and that's Tony Pollard for sure. Appreciate yeah. that question, Trey. Keep them coming if yeah, you love it. Got um, so moving on then from the Las Vegas Raiders to the Los Angeles Chargers, where Austin Eckler has been the topic of conversation. We've been having the chat pop off about it. Yeah. Uh, Josh, last year's listener league champion, came in said, "I believe uh, everything happening with Eckler is precautionary, being that he has been on the sidelines and in pads." Uh, is practicing but it's limited where are you stacking austin eckler week one and this injury factored in
2: again i do think i agree with josh here that it is a little bit more precautionary i do think maybe something kind of he might have tweaked or or felt something and so that's why they're being really precautionary i also kind of think this means that if if it is the precautionary precautionary route this means that Austin Eckler is going to be heavily involved in this game and that they yeah. know that and they need him to be there. And so that kind of gives me a little bit of confidence for Austin Eckler. But again, we have to monitor the situation because if he has another set, they'll be practicing tomorrow. We'll be able to uh, know what kind of practice. Maybe if he, if he gets in a full practice tomorrow, then we're, we're all thumbs up and we're ready to go. I'm definitely getting him in my lineup because, again, I think this spells that they have him as a major part of his of their game plan. If he's limited or downgraded from that, then, yes, I do have a lot of concern, not only this week, but then moving forward, because Austin Eckler has dealt with this kind of injury before and it's it's not been good. So that is where the red flag is coming up. But it's not all doom and gloom quite yet for Austin Eckler. There's still uh, quite a bit of upside that could definitely happen.
0: And Justin Jackson would be the handcuff behind Eckler currently should Eckler miss time, but I will also sprinkle in, keep an eye on Larry Roundtree.
2: Yeah, I agree. I do. I do think he's a better, uh, he's a better uh, reception target for in that depth chart, you know, getting receptions. Whereas I think Justin Jackson is more of the ground and pound guy, but uh, Justin Jackson is underrated, yeah. As far as a running back goes, yep. but I I do love that call on 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 round three.
0: He's got some explosivity to him. Could yeah, have some big plays. Yeah. Justin Jackson yeah. is totally an underrated running back. Go ahead and take a look at his yards per carry. I mean, it's all great numbers for the yeah. most part. He doesn't the eye test doesn't blow you away, but you look at the numbers, and I can understand why he always has a job.
2: Well, and that's what I told. It was funny. Uh, Big Trav and I were DMing, DMing about it, and I I said that I was like, honestly, what turned my opinion on him was I went and saw him in a preseason game against the Cardinals, and I was like, oh, this guy's good. Like he, you could, he runs hard. Uh, he, he's he's good. He's explosive. A lot more explosive than he looks on, uh, you know, on tape or on, on watching TV. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I
0: agree staying with a los angeles backfield but moving from the chargers over to the rams johnny sony michelle is on track for week one Uh, michelle's status ultimately comes down to his knowledge of the playbook um, after being acquired during the final week of camp if up to speed in that time he'll have an extra few hours to do so they don't get kickoff until sunday night but we've liked sony michelle we've liked his possibility Mm -hmm. of being the lead dog or at least being a Sizable member of this Rams committee, which we expect them to want to run a lot. How do you feel about Sony Michelle this week? Has it shifted how you feel about him at all? Overall,
2: I think this week they'll scheme him enough plays in which, like you know, they're going to be at, he, they're going to give him a minimum of a, of a certain amount of plays that he will definitely get. So whether or not he can expand on that, learn a little bit more of the playbook, we'll see. Uh, I do think that you know, of all the positions. The easiest one to kind of learn is the running back position as far as the playbook goes. Mm-hmm. I do think this, uh, ooh, this Mr. Miyagi came in with a good question, I but uh, I do think this spells trouble for Henderson long term I do think and you know me and you were on this bandwagon uh, where we were trying to say like Sony is probably going to be the guy and I just think it's it's heading in that direction so even if Henderson skates by this week I think if you have Henderson you try to sell him high at that point if he has a good game which it's also a difficult matchup against the Bears D so you know what a That's still up for speculation in itself. But I do ultimately think Sony is going to be given the bulk of the carries there for uh, Sean McVay's offense at the running back position.
0: Yeah, He's going to be a piece of this offense for sure. And sticking with Sony, Mm -hmm. Mr. Miyagi, great question here. Sony was dropped in my league. Sermon or Sony? And if I'll set this one up a little bit, Sermon, rookie running back in San Francisco, currently behind Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert is the lead dog, but we expect Sermon to compete maybe 1A, 1B or a strong number two. We'll see what happens with Mostert's injury and everything. Sony getting acclimated in LA. He has a shot to be the number one, number one, but... The mystery box appeal of Sony Michelle is a little depleted compared to Sermon, as it would be. We haven't seen what Trey Sermon is about. We've seen what Sony Michelle is about. I honestly think he's underrated, that being Sony Michelle. If you take a look at his clips at the end of last season in New England, Sony Michelle was doing some impressive work. Looks like he's still got gas in the tank, um, but his upside isn't world beater. Is Trey Sermon's? If it is, what's the upside comparison? How do you stack these two, Johnny?
2: So this one's a little, I do think Sermon's going to be more beneficial later on in yeah. the year. And I do think Sony hits a little bit because I still think that Mostert is the lead running back for the 49ers until he goes down or until he's proven otherwise, which could happen. Sure, Trey Sermon is a good running back. However, Mostert is not a slouch when he's on the field. So I think it's going to take some time. I would be really interested to see who else, if he had anybody else potentially to, to drop because I wouldn't want to drop sermon if I could, if I could have, like, if I could drop another, like, a, a wide receiver five instead. But I do know that some leagues you can only host, you know, three running backs. So you, it's, it, you have to make a really difficult decision there. Uh, but I would,
0: dude. And the other thing I will say, like, you were spot on, and I wrote my first note in my fantasy football diary, which I've been keeping for the last six years, where I write down notes that come up during the season that are likely to be forgot during the offseason. And what I put in yesterday was something you, Johnny, cued me to, and that was at your draft, don't pick up a kicker. Like, yeah, don't pick yeah. up a kicker. And I'll say, like, you know, we talk about streaming defenses, streaming kickers. I think there's a little bit of an advantage to picking up that defense because you can, mm-hmm. you can play the matchups, and there are truly talented defenses that are out there there are truly talented kickers out there as well in great situations, but there's another one of those great kickers in a great situation on your waiver wire. Like I promise. And the top, there's a top five kicker on your waiver wire right now. So because I think that is true, what I think is a recommended option. And this is what I put down in the notes was don't pick up a kicker until like game day Sunday, because look at how many injuries and updates we've had since our League of Record drafted, which was on Sunday or Saturday, it's Labor Day weekend. It's the last weekend before the games. We don't even have a full week before yeah. the games kick off. And how many updates, sizable updates, have gone down. Gus Edwards tears his ACL. Um, J.K. Dobbins wasn't that far behind. Sony Michelle sure. just came in the mix. Um, all the, There's so much that's happened. Mm-hmm. You really do yourself a benefit by keeping one waiver spot available so you can do things just like Mr. Miyagi's talking about. Uh, who do I got to drop? Drop your kicker. Drop your kicker and pick up Sony and then wait until game day.
2: And then you have
0: more updates, more news. You know, you want to then drop the guy that you were already not going to have. That option is still available to you. But, hey, maybe a new update comes around. You get a locked in guy. Maybe you make a trade.
2: So, okay, he just uh, I do like that point. Austin, well said. I do like that strategy move. Uh, He came back with Eckler, Montgomery, Swift Hunt, Gaskin, Sermon. So here's what I would say. I would keep Sermon in this case because you don't need Sony right now. You don't yeah. need to go and add. You can wait on Sermon and because you have a plethora of running backs. Well done drafting there. Um, and so, but yeah, I wouldn't. I would stay with uh, Sermon in this case. Yeah, for sure. After yeah. this, it's an easy, easy call because there's mm. no world where Sony Michel. I mean, not no world, but there's
0: a very small set of paths where sony michelle becomes more valuable than any of the guys that you mentioned including miles gaskin who's next on the show notes johnny i know this is is music to your ears head coach of the dolphins brian flores suggests miles gaskins has become the player the team can trust to be on the field for all three downs is it gaskin season johnny
2: i think it is i watched him (laughs) in preseason and they were going to him early and often and i was like that was when I kind of I was like, oh, we're wrong or the fantasy industry is wrong in general on Gaskin. I started looking into a couple more uh, game tape on him and he's a really talented running back. Yeah. He just was running behind a terrible offensive line last year and he got injured. So we didn't get a full season's worth. Right. Uh, but I do think it barring health. Right. Which is always the case and caveat with all these running backs. But I do think he's going to get a lot like what he saw last year and for those people who draft him later in rounds I do think there is a a very real upside uh that you gra- grabbed a steal at least of where the ADP is you know where we drafted steal. him yeah value steal exactly like a, a thrift market come up yeah exactly what's up i like yeah like you
0: know, ooh, what's up t- Thrift market come up. I, I like that one. Yeah, I like Yeah, you get some good like, stuff, man. You get hey. some like Jordan 1s. You can get some crazy. Co- you get some hey, all kinds bro. of stuff, man. Uh, it's
2: a Macklemore. Macklemore, Macklemore. yeah. He
0: showed us the way. So we've got some questions that are coming in. You know, um, first I'll say we'll lightly touch on these, but tune in on Sunday 90 minutes before kickoff. Go ahead and like and subscribe us on YouTube, hit that little bell to get the notifications, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter so you can catch all of the daily content coming your way and you'll get notified when we're going live, specifically I'm mentioning here for the 90 minutes before kickoff on Sunday for the lineup question show, right Johnny. They'll give you the yep. you'll have the most information and give the best analysis and recommendations during that time. We can tell you now, but there's going to be stuff that happens between then and now.
2: Exactly. And so that's what we don't want you to do. We don't want you to, we can give you our opinion now, but we don't want you to lock it in thinking I'm good to go till Sunday morning and then some information come out in the next 48 hours. Uh, But to Brian's question right here, though, because he's, this is a, this is
0: a timely situation. Like you're sitting right now, you could have us on YouTube open on one page and your sleeper app or NFL or Yahoo or whatever on another tab and you're looking to click a guy. So I don't know who's on your waiver wire, Brian, but I would suggest looking to see if Tyson Williams is over there. Um, If you're looking to just pick somebody up off the waiver wire right now, right? Like,
2: yeah, I'm I'm guessing. I'm dying. I'd rather start Tyson
0: Williams over any of these guys.
2: Right. I don't know if he has, I'm guessing if he has, if he's saying he has bell and Murray, I'm guessing he has already like, Williams is not available is what I'm assuming. If he has Marion Bell, it means he picked up yeah, Tyson. Yeah, he's saying Tyson is uh he's owned. So uh I would say oh okay. I would say yeah, that's a real struggle there. Heinz, I, I think he's yeah. going to get more work than you think. So I think that I would as of right now, until we can find a better waiver wire option, I mean it's it's hard to say without seeing who's available on your waiver wire. Uh, that seems like you have a, a pretty deep. Are you in a four? He could be in a fourteen teamer, or you yeah. know, if if that's his RV too. If,
0: if if there's nobody else available on the waiver wire, and Johnny, I know how much of a Chase Edmonds fan you are, I'm not coming for that. But James mm-hmm. Connor, everybody else on this has competition in their other backfield, right? Besides Eckler, so Connor has maybe the least amount of competition. Is that true, other than Chase Edmonds? Because Nehem Hines, have got Marlon Mack still. We've got Jonathan Taylor, of course. Murray is now a part of this crazy group of veterans that just joined the team.
2: Um, I, I do think that Connor has the touchdown upside potential because I, I'm not 100% sure if they're going to give that to Edmonds or not. But I do think that Connor is going to not return the value that a lot of people think he was going to or, or touted to. I don't think that... He's going to be heavily like I would. I'll, I would, I've said this before. I do believe that at the end of the at the end of the year, Eno Benjamin will will be mm. better than than James Connor. Do you think he gets work what, week
0: one?
2: I don't think Eno gets work week one. No, I think it'll take a couple of weeks before that <laughs> happens. Um, but what I do want to say for Brian's uh, because he, he said a twelve team PBR, so now that opens the door a little bit of guys. If Chris Evans is available. Uh, He's the backup running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. He is looking to potentially take that Giovanni Bernard role of last year, which could lead to some nice pass catching. He's kind of sparked in uh, the preseason Uh, Giovanni himself, but you probably won't be able to pick him up until, you know, next waiver wire uh, because of him playing last night. And um, I just had another one and then I blanked. So Return to me and I'll, uh, and I'll, and I'll think of another one.
0: I'm going to return to some of these show notes. Because I want to make sure that we get through the rest of the news yeah. and nuggets, but we are going to keep going through the questions. Whisper Nation, appreciate you sending those our way. Johnny over in new England, Nelson Aguilar didn't practice. And Thursday, we know Jacoby Myers is our favorite pick. Does this boost up Jacoby Myers? And does this take Nelson Aguilar completely off your startable sure. list?
2: So uh that just reminded me of my th- James White James White people are sleeping on, oh, especially okay. in a PPR. so yeah, this was a great segue naturally. I love when that happens. uh but I yeah, so I do think it's an uptick to Jacoby Jacoby uh mayors uh our boy, but I do also think this is an uptick to James White, who i I think will get all will get a a lot because we know that. Uh, Aaron, uh, we know that Jones, Mac Jones likes to dump off, like he's willing to go through his progressions and willing to just take mm. the check down. And so that's why I do think there will be booted, boosted value for James White. Sticking a New England, Hunter Henry is gonna play in week one, yeah. but he's
0: dealing with that shoulder injury. He hasn't practiced a whole lot, hasn't got a, a lot of reps with Mac Jones, but he is a talented tight end. It's why they went out and got him. Are you starting him this week, Johnny
2: Hunter Henry? Uh, I'm not starting him, but I am monitoring the situation, especially with Jonu. Uh, you know what is that? You know m- breakdown in market share between the two, uh, and I'm not looking to start him because he's just coming off of injury, not much practice time, like you said, and that rapport. We'll see what that is, but um, I do want to look at what that breakdown is.
0: Johnny, I'm breaking our own rules here, asking you a lineup question, but I got Hunter Henry in the listener huh. league. I also got Mo Ali
2: Cox. Who am I starting on Sunday? I think in that case no I I think I'm going to go Big Mo. I would go Big, Big Mo. Mo. Yeah, I would go Big Mo. The reason is is they're against Miami. Miami's yeah. defense is better. Uh he's the you don't want to put your tight end against that especially if it's a dart throw, right? Fair like enough, I'm more enough. confident in Janu uh than I am in Hunter
0: got gotcha you on this one. Traquan Smith of the New Orleans Saints, Johnny Wide receiver did not practice on Thursday. Is this all systems go for your boy Marquez Callaway?
2: I wouldn't say I this is great news for if you have to play Marquez. The one thing I will say is the Green Bay secondary is no slouch. They're actually really good against wide receivers. They gave up uh or they were number 3 against wide receivers last year. As far Alexander as their deep giant yeah and, he, and that's who I think will you know be locked up with Marquez so I do think it's a nice litmus test right but I'm not willing to gamble with it on week one and roll it out there I do want to see is that chemistry was that just like a one week game because it was also against Houston and a preseason game that's why I'm not fully being like yeah throw him out there but if he does perform this week then we know okay moving forward we can throw him in our lineup and be confident
0: Tons to monitor over there in New Orleans. Make sure yeah. you have liked and subscribed to the show and join us 90 minutes before kickoff on Sunday for all yeah. of the lineup questions. Big Travy and Johnny are going to be going through each and every one of them with the most up-to-date information, helping you with all those lineup decisions to win the week. Do It 420 says, hi guys, what's going on? What's Do it. up, buddy? New York football giants running back. Saquon Barkley would not say if he'll play in week one against the Broncos. He's coming off of a season-ending ACL tear. He's coming off a lot of shadow screens and obfuscation smoke screens and- yeah man what do you think about saquon barkley dude Roto I- world or nbc sports edge called him a back-end rb2 this week
2: yeah you you were personally insulted by that i wasn't you insulted, i was shook yeah you were you I was were shook yeah it's a,
0: it's a it's a it's a uh a seismic shift in the world of talent
2: but is it that seismic is what I like? That's my whole point is we I know we build this legend up in our head ab- about Saquon. Don't get me oh, wrong. He's an amazing. We use an amazing running back. But when it but it's not surprising that he does like there are games when he doesn't perform to our quote unquote expectations. And we have to we have to put this into a actual perspective. He is, he had on, him or is that on the Giants. Excuse me. I don't want to jump in there. Well, I think it's on us. I think it's on us. I don't think it's on him or the giant. Like, I think the giants are doing what's best for them. I think, I think Saquon's doing what's best for him, honestly, too, because he knows he wants, they, especially running back life uh, in the NFL is not very long, so you can't get a whole lot of uh, contracts there. And so he is looking at this as, as well. And so I think that he is also going to be precautionary here. And I do also think a part of this is, too, if I'm being real, I think it's the whole, like, oh, I don't want to tip our cap as to how much I'm being used because yeah. I want them to scheme for me 100%. And so I do think that there's a little bit of the tactical part of it in there. But I am concerned that Saquon, uh, about his usage these first couple of weeks, I've been on that boat for a while now, However, if you need to start him, if you draft him the first first couple of rounds, we do also know it doesn't take very many carries because he is that type of, you know, explosive runner. He only needs one lane and he could be gone. So, again, I do have him more projected as a low-end RB2 this week just because of all the concerns, the usage, all of that. But again, that doesn't mean that he can't outperform that, or that he will outperform that. We just know that that's the upside potential, and it does hurt us because it is Saquon, and we all love Saquon and know how exciting of a player he is. It's like watching a superhero ingest kryptonite.
0: It just <laughs> hurts. Oh, uh, that's a heart, place heartbreaking. Thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But maybe Kadarius Tony is going to help the Giants. <sighs> Trying on the segue with this one, man. They said they're going to be specific and purposeful with how they use him. Is he going to be a fantasy impactful player, or is he going to be like this Tavon Austin gadget type guy that doesn't does moves for the football team, but not really for your fantasy team?
2: That that's that screams Tavon Austin to me. Like, does yeah. it not? Like, <laughs> like to are we are gonna ski, scheme up, you know, eight plays a game for him, and I mean. It only takes a a couple of snaps before teams like, okay, anytime Kadarius Tony comes in, like, let's key on him because they're probably going to use him. And I I do think the future is brighter for Kadarius Tony. I hope they don't use him in general in that role. It will be interesting week one. He probably will get an uptick in targets because there's so many injuries to this offense for the Giants. But I'm not – I don't think he's going to be a long-term kind of uh season-long start or question about whether we should sit, sit him or start him breakout kind of player. Not this year.
0: Yeah, agreed. Starchy Breaks says, any thoughts on Najee? I think Najee's great.
2: I'm a little concerned now because he, like, comes in with that that kind of – I'm always concerned now with all the breaking news that's been happening these last few weeks, and uh so – as of right now, as of what well, information I'm I'm privy to, I am I think that Najee is fine. I think Najee is going to be a very solid running back this year. All indications are, are, yeah, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. It's like, yeah, in like real estate. It's like you go for location, location, location. Well, Pittsburgh's, a good,
0: Pittsburgh's a good spot. Pittsburgh's
2: a good spot. Good, yeah, exactly for opportunity, yeah. opportunity, opportunity. Yeah.
0: If we got some news coming in, though, we're on this live recording. Let us know, Whisper Nation. We'd love to hear yep. it from you. Um, New York Football Jets wide receiver, Jameson Crowder, is going to be out. He's got COVID. Sorry, man. I hope you get better soon. Do you have any wide receivers in New York or starting, Johnny?
2: Corey Davis.
0: Yeah. I
2: think that Corey Davis is going to have a very good game. I'm definitely getting him in your lineup if you have him. And I think that uh, Zach Wilson is going to target him early and often. So he would be the only guy that I would be for sure willing to throw out there. Maybe in a DFS, Elijah Moore is somewhat interesting, uh, but he has been dealing with some injuries. So, but with Crowder being out now, that opens up his potential ceiling. Uh, But I don't think I would be starting him in a weekly game uh, or a season-long game.
0: Yeah, man, I really really like Corey Davis this season. I wish I had picked him up in more leagues. I know. Kevin it was a Coleman. for
2: your guy. I
0: know, I know, but I was. Yeah, I know. I, it was like, do, it, I wanna, do I want to? Do I want to I think he's gonna have a great season. I'm excited about Corey Davis, yeah, and I am and too. Jets. I'm not as excited about Tevin Coleman, who is listed as the RB one for the Jets depth chart. Is this a placeholder? Is this a move that's going to stick out all season?
2: How do you see this with Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, and Michael Carter, fourth round rookie running back? I do think that Ty Johnson uh, ends up being one of the better ones that you want to have. Uh, I got to give you kudos. You had this one. Uh, You had talked about him. I I went back and kind of looked at his, at his kind of usage and his stats and he's pretty impressive. Now, again, I do think that Tevin Coleman, he knows this offense. He knows it really well because he came from San Francisco. He came from the Kyle Shanahan offense. So, I do think in partial, that is why he is ahead of this depth chart. But we also know very much like Raheem Mostert, and much like a lot of the San Francisco running backs, they don't tend to stay healthy. And so, what does that spell? It spells that, yeah, in the beginning, Coleman could probably be used. He's going to get usage that, you know, there, there's a side of that offensive line that is good to run behind, not the whole entire thing. But I do think with the zone running scheme, he'll be a decent play, a flex play for me. I'm not looking at him to be an RB2, but I do think at the end of the day, it does end up becoming more of, I think Ty is very interesting. And I do think potentially you could get to Carter because I do think they'll want to see eventually what he could do because they drafted him. But that's, yeah, I just think it's going to be kind of a mess for for me to say, oh, this guy's going to be that year long starter because I do think it's going to change throughout the year.
0: I think it's going to change a lot. I like the way you broke it down there. I'm with you on all the points. I just say with New York, it could be a viable place when it's all said and done. I know we're preconditioned to drag New York right now, but it's a new coach. It's a new quarterback. It's a new team. It's a mystery yeah. box. Yeah, yeah. Not mystery box is Brandon Ayuk's hamstring, who looks to be better. He practiced in full yesterday and on that's Wednesday, good. barring any news. He looks like he's good to go. I know you drafted him in our couples league. How good great are you news. feeling about Brandon Ayuk this week going up against the Detroit Lions?
2: Yeah, that's going to be a feast fest, feast yeah. fest. So, yeah, this is great news to see. He should be targeted early and often, and I'm excited for Ayuk for this season.
0: Yeah, staying in the NFC West with the Seattle Seahawks, whose running backs are dealing with a little bit of ailments right now. Chris Carson has got a neck injury, dude. He's practicing in full, but I get freaked out personally when I hear about a running back who leads with their head dealing with neck injury, especially when it's a guy who hasn't had a ton of health consistency. Yeah. Neither has Rashad Penny, who's behind him, who's got a calf issue. We remain limited. Man, Johnny, they have just had a platoon and a committee in Seattle. I know Carson's the lead dog, but there's a reason why they've got D.J. Dallas, Rashad Penny, Chris Carson. There's two more, I'm sure. That I've going with it. Like, what are you feeling right now about Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, the Seattle Seahawks running back situation right now? Are you starting any of them? I'm mean, starting Chris uh, Carson probably. Are you feeling good about it?
2: Yeah, I am. I am starting Chris Carson. The neck injury was kind of. I do want to look at that a little bit closer because it is a little bit. Uh, if it's serious, serious. Then, but I think he's dealt with this before. I I want to say he has in his career and. We also know that Chris Carson is is a a tough dude, so I do think he'll be yeah. I do think he'll be out there. I do feel confident throwing him out this week. I do think he's a solid running back. Like you said, the depth behind him isn't very concerning, and so you know I've I have to say it. Like I just I got to put an end to Naj or to to Penny, man. I just I can't (laughs) do it anymore. Like the 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 love, hate, the, you know, the highs, the lows, it just, you know, I'm not, I wasn't in it for the long haul. Like that. That's not what I was about. I just got a bail. I got a bail. I can't, I can't talk about Penny anymore. It's just Johnny breaking my heart.
0: Back and forth for like four or five years on. Uh, on
2: it's, so unfo- it's so unfortunate because there's so many opportunities for him, but it just hasn't panned out. So it
0: hasn't panned out. AJ yeah, Brown. Yeah. Um, looks like he's gonna pan out this week. He practiced yep. yesterday or turned. Um, his, his week one status was never in any doubt, but you don't like to see these injuries, but you love to see him coming back. You' feeling great about him this week.
2: Yes, he's going to have a monster game. I don't know how the Cardinals corners are going to stop him and Julio. I think yeah, man. it's going to be I think this that's going to be a shootout too, though that game uh, between Tennessee and Arizona. I don't think either defense is going to be able to do much uh, against opposing quarterback. So uh, it will be a fun one for sure.
0: Yeah, I am really looking forward to that game. I mean, it's a sexy game. There's a ton of fantasy yeah. relevant players on it. A lot of question marks that will be answered. That's one of my games of the week for this one. I'm yeah, for stoked. Sure. So I've got one last news and nuggets here. Last bit. After that, we'll get to some of these questions here. Um, remember, guys, we're doing Sunday, 90 minutes before kickoff. The uh, live lineup show answering all of your questions. Big Travi and Johnny will be on that. Um, mm-hmm. So Tune in 90 minutes before, like on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell so you can get notified when that comes your way so you don't miss it. Um, get us to, to 2K.
2: We're trying to get to yeah, 2K subscribes, so Two, 2K subscri- uh, subscribers by the end of this week one. Yeah, we'd love to have you in on the early roll because so this thing is
0: going to yeah. moon. We're having fun To the with. moon. Diamond hands diamond hand so washington football teams wide receiver curtis samuel i'm so excited about him is now on the ir he had that groin injury throughout camp john he came back he pulled up a couple days back and now he's on the ir dynamic brown yay yay. terry mclaren packs curtis samuel though poor one out from a man
2: i do once again yeah i know i i'm sorry for that i do think slight uptick to logan now Potentially. Uh, I do think, yeah, I do think this is great news for Terry McLaurin because I do think that this also ticks him. Uh, but I do think, yeah, an emerging name that you'll probably start hearing over the next couple of weeks is Diami Brown, rookie wide receiver. Uh, he is dynamic. He is explosive. And he is going to work well with Terry McLaurin on the other opposite side of him. I think that that's going to be a great wide receiver stack combo. Uh, so yeah, that's where I would go with this. It does suck. I know a lot of people were on the Curtis Samuel bandwagon. Uh, so this is very unfortunate.
0: It is. I just wanted to see what he was going to do. Curtis Samuel, that is in an elevated role. He was a top yeah. 30 wide receiver as the number three behind and Sam Darnold or with Sam of, yeah.
2: had a hundred <laughs> over a hundred targets sneakily like
0: he could be someone yeah. to target later on in the season once he comes back, but I'm still nervous about a n- new player with a new groin injury. Anyways, yeah. we'll monitor and see. Whisper Nation, we are through with our news and notes. It's been great to have you along with us. Want to make sure we get to some of these other questions while we still yeah, have we you.
2: Yeah, we appreciate everyone in here. It's really
0: cool. Uh in asks, should I trade Alvin Kamara for Najee Harris and Clyde? I've got Javante, Williams, and Hunt as my other running backs.
2: This is... <laughs> So this is pretty interesting. We usually say the uh, person
0: who gets the best player wins, right? But Najee and Clyde have upside.
2: Yeah, and you need running back depth. You do. So, I think I make this trade. I do. I like. I think Alvin is going to be really good, I, especially without Michael Thomas in these first few weeks. I think it's his best year, but that doesn't mean it will be. Right. Like, I got a few odds.
0: I think, I think Kamara's having his best year yet, but I put 60% on that.
2: Yeah. I think, I think I would probably, I would probably make this deal. I, I oh, do, do think man. I would do, I would make that deal.
0: And I would just rub in the mystery box appeal with it. Like, you got to have fun. This is a game we're playing mm-hmm. to have a good time. You're going to feel bad letting Alvin Kamara go, but just let your mind indulge in the idea that Najee Harris is the next bell cow a blast from the past type Arian Foster player or something like that and it, Clyde Edwards Alaire. let's let's watch him break out and be the RB one on the best offense in the NFL
2: maybe I don't know because about it's gonna suck one, at Alvin Kamara
0: yeah. gets 40 points that's what I'm just oh saying. yeah I, mean, I know it, but
2: I yeah I do think ultimately this benefits your team a lot more than it hurts your team by losing Alvin I think that you end up because Javante, I do believe, will end up being a good running back, but in the second half of the season. And so you won't I don't think you will be able to survive with Hunt as your RB2. That's just really thin. If anything happened to either one of those, you could be in a lot for a lot of trouble. Like,
0: this is this you get some you get some real value with some real upside on
1: this one.
2: Yeah.
0: So do it for 20 missed the beginning of the show. No apologies necessary, man. And if you did miss the beginning of the show, it's going to go back up on YouTube. You can rewatch it um, pretty Mm -hmm. shortly after we hit and broadcast. He asks, sorry guys, I missed the beginning. Would you mind giving a quick word recap on your thoughts on Tyson Williams versus Latavius Murray? We like Tyson Williams. He was the guy before they needed another back. They could have had Latavius Murray there. They only picked him up when the other guy went down. I don't know why that would suggest he's going to jump Tyson Williams.
2: Yeah, I do think that it ends up being like a Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray split um, at the end of the day, but I do think Tyson will get the majority of that. Yeah, it's going to be a real committee approach. And first draft, yeah.
0: This is going to be a headache all season.
2: Yeah, it could be. But you want, or you might get. You might want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably not. (laughs) That whole kombucha face looking. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you are a very welcome. Thank you, 420. You are the yes. best. Appreciate that. If you haven't hit us with a subscribe, it would mean the world to us. Brian, back to my running back situation. Did we address this one already, Johnny? Echler, yeah, get, Rovey, get, Connor. yeah, Connor
2: or Hines. You said Hines. If he was asking who he should start this week, I, I I, don't know if he was looking for who he should start or who he should try to pick up. But if he's asking who to start, it would be Eckler and Hines for me.
0: Yeah. I'm going with that with a consideration for Connor as well. But tune in on Sunday, an hour and a half before kickoff begins at 1 o'clock Eastern time, 90 minutes before that, 90 minutes before 10 Pacific time, and have all of these questions answered with the most relevant information in our hands so we can give you the best response
2: with the information available. Just hit that, that subscribe, hit that bell notification so you get notified when we go live. And help us get to 2K, please. We're so close.
0: We're so close. Okay. Last question. Should I accept Woods for Carson? I have Woods. Should I accept Woods?
2: Oh, so he's saying, should I take, should he trade Robert Woods for Chris Carson? I, I would, that. I, what is your running back situation look like? Uh, but I would probably do this deal. I would probably do, well, you're the obviously next, concerned about the neck injury. This.
0: But if that neck injury is a false flag, then you get a violent lead running back on a pretty good offense. Um, Robert Woods, we know that he is always beating his ADP. He's always showing out. Um, You just like a starting running back more than you usually like a wide receiver of this caliber. But Robert Woods is no joke, and Matt Stafford brings a new element to the table. I would... Wait to see if I can get a little bit more information on Chris Carson. Yeah. That's me. I,
2: I Just reading, the, reading this blurb, it doesn't seem like it's a concerning one. I think it could have been like a stinger or something, yeah. uh, and it doesn't seem like Seattle is uh, very concerned either. And with only having, he says, I have Montgomery and Gibson, um, nice. I, would ma- I would make this trade because you're getting a very solid yeah. running back, and it's hard to make wide receiver for running back trades just straight up like that. And I do think uh, that it's going to be easier also to replace that value on the waiver wire uh, for a wide receiver spot as opposed to trying to find like a Chris Carson on the waiver wire.
0: Johnny, you mentioned real estate investment before Mm -hmm. as a little line in there, and I feel that as an investment swap. Chris Carson has more value than Robert Woods, even with a yeah. slight neck concern right now. I would get Chris Carson and then try to flip him for a wide receiver if you wanted. Like, you could you yeah. could take Woods, turn him into Carson, and then turn Carson into a better wide receiver than Woods if you needed the wide receiver help. Otherwise, enjoy yeah. a violent running back.
2: I I think I would make this deal. Yeah, I think I would too. I feel
0: good about it. Yeah. Drop Rojo for Pittman? No. Mm, I, I wouldn't do that yet. i I like it a little bit more with the paris campbell concerns michael Pittman should be the one carson wentz is healthy rojo could be in a clean committee but rojo is still the best running back we're predicting based on all of the metrics we saw in 2020 i'm not getting scared from that poor performance last week they're going to fix on those fumbles arian said he thought it was a head case kind of thing it was week one we saw tom brady jittery as well i would sit on this one don't don't be that dude who drops a running back who ends up being a real dude
2: yeah, and I also want to. I would end with this as well. Like, I don't know that Pit, like Pittman's market share. I don't believe is going to go above twenty percent. Like, I don't think his market share, like he's going to get the amount of targets that a lot of people think he'll get as the one. Generally, in that offense, it gets between fifteen and eighteen percent. Like, it's not sexy, and so I do think that I would remain. I would still keep Rojo because he is a running back. There is a lot of turmoil right there, and it's just too early to just, like you said, throw in the, throwing the towel on one, one player just because of one game. Yeah, I agree
0: on that one. I give a peace out to Mr. Miyagi, one of our, one of our, our true dudes. I'm out. See y'all on Sunday. We'll see you on Sunday, 90 minutes before kickoff to get all of your lineup questions answered brian brings in some clarification john yeah sorry about that i was thinking of making a trade for tyson williams presumed lead halfback in baltimore given all of the injury news i'm wide receiver heavy got aaron uh alan robinson deontay johnson t higgins jacoby myers Jacoby, jacoby and russell gage so i can be sure i have the rb1 from baltimore i don't know if we're ever sure we got the rb1 in baltimore right now
2: until we see more like, that's very true. Uh, but yeah, I think if I can, if I can, I think if I could trade one of the, if I could trade like Pittman and Gage for Wilson Williams, I would. Um, yeah, I mean, even if you, I love Jacoby, but even if you had to give up Jacoby for Williams, I it. mean, it's probably worth it because you're locking up an RB2. Uh, you know, at least you have, you know, the one of the options there. And I don't foresee you. I mean, you got a stack of wide receivers that you can kind of shuffle through to get you through. So that would be, I would try maybe Pittman and Gage for Williams at first. uh, And then maybe if he doesn't, or if he or she doesn't do that, then I would uh, try to up it, maybe Jacoby for uh, that. I don't think
0: i go into the T or Deontay.
2: Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't either. I
0: like their upside too much.
2: Yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah. And you could, this could be a great move, especially if you could pull it for Russell Gage or Michael Pittman to get Tyson Williams, because yeah, there's a world where Tyson Williams is, not even the lead back on a pure committee. There's mm-hmm. also the world where he is the lead back on a narrow committee, and that yeah. could be gold.
2: Yeah. Yep. That's pretty
0: good. Do It 420 asks if there's a deep shot under tight end that you think is worth a stash on the bench. There's always a yes. few. Always.
2: Uh, so Gerald Everett is one for Seattle. I do like him. He's going undrafted in many cases. I also do like uh, Austin. I talked about him early. Big Mo, Mo Alley Cox no, Big Mo uh, We know how much Carson Wentz likes to go their tight end that offense likes to use their tight ends and it's being said that uh, You know big mo could run more routes this year and be a bigger red zone target uh, There so I would look in that direction as a deep deep dart throw
0: And the last deep 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 one I throw out there is Juwan johnson tight end now converted wide receiver with the new orleans saints um could be filling in that jared cook role um given the other injuries in the tight end room and he's got some really great athletic metrics and it's a whole mystery box in terms of the wide receiver situation with james behind center now and the michael thomas uh and all the different changes that they've had so i would also throw that one out there as a deep deep wide receiver or a tight end possible play um thanks guys start one deontay johnson kenny Galladay, Corey davis or jamar chase deontay johnson
2: Yep, Deontay Johnson, Galladay most likely not to play. I'm not starting Jamar yet. Don't trust him. Yeah, and Corey Davis is nice, but give me Deontay. I agree. Brian asks about, or he he clarifies in here.
0: He wants to get Tyson, so we have all of the running backs. Yeah, I've, I've played this game so many times. I did it last year with New England. Get all the running backs. I mean it's it's a floor play situation it's not bad but if you can put more upside on your roster you'd like to have that but I get where you're coming to try to cover all the bases it Mm -hmm. makes you feel good at least I I, I can't recommend it from a fantasy perspective I can tell you though I do it all the time
2: yeah Yeah. Uh, last question here and then uh, whoops right here he asked about Troutman from the Saints Troutman is an interesting name. I do want to, I just want to caveat this weekend, not a great matchup for him uh, against the Packers. Packers are actually one of the better uh, defenses. At least they were last year against the tight end position. So I just don't see it this weekend uh, for Troutman, but he would be another one that's on those, uh, the, the deeper stashes. Also uh, all for the Dallas Cowboys. He did see six targets last year or last night in that game. So you'll have to wait for waivers on that one, but he was a guy that none. Well, Jarwin Jarwin only saw four target or he caught four or five targets or three or four targets, I believe uh, was for with Jarwin, but Chenault was the backup uh, that he ended up playing, which is not a surprise because Jarwin still coming back fully from that, uh, that gruesome injury ACL uh, injury that he had the prior season. So I do think, there's also another route right there, especially if if uh, Gallup is going to be out as well. You could see an uptick in targets to the tight end for Dallas. Yeah,
0: the last thing I just wanted to say on this one, because it connected with my Juwan Johnson point there. What about Troutman from the Saints? Like, it should be Troutman. The idea on Johnson is that he's actually going to be more of the wide receiver tight end, and Troutman would fill a more blocking type of role. That's long-term focused. Short-term focused is that Troutman's been banged up. He hasn't gotten a lot yeah. of work, yeah. and Johnson's looked good with that with that fill-in role he's had hmm johnny that's it any closing thoughts any any last words to share with whisper nation before we uh peace out before the weekend
2: enjoy your weekend whisper nation enjoy the games please join us on sunday morning 90 minutes before kickoff just hit that subscribe hit that bell so you get notified whenever we go live but mostly importantly on sunday and help us get to that 2k we'd greatly greatly appreciate it
0: i'm austin seer that's Johnny Game Time Hicks. Big Travis was here earlier. We're the fantasy whisperers, and we're out.
2: Peace. Right here. Oh hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw, go ahead and hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content or go live. And if you're still not sold yet, check out one of these videos.